Welcome to Solo Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your solo cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome to the Solo Cleaning School. I'll tell you, we're going to take this down a notch because it is currently March the 25th as I record this. Now I have a week delay before I release it, so this won't come out. You'll be listening to this on April 2nd and beyond. Right now, we are in the midst of a pandemic, COVID-19, coronavirus, and people are freaking out. There's fear everywhere. But then there's also a lot of hope and optimism. So I want to keep this very optimistic. So I know you won't be listening to this until April 2nd. Your schools have already shut down. It's possible that your business has been shut down, or if you're working a job, you're working from home now, or if you're in the county where I'm at, Montgomery County, Pennsylvania, you've already been told to stay home. And I'm one of the few businesses that's allowed to leave my house to go to work because I am considered a life-sustaining business. I mean, this is crazy times. And I firmly believe that this is one of those paradigm shifters. I don't think that business as usual will ever be the same as it was pre-COVID-19, 2020. The world is changing. Just like the smartphone made a revolution and changed the way that we operate as a society. Computers did the same thing. Televisions, radios. I mean, there's all kinds of things, even bad stuff. Major epidemics, wars. This is one of those. And I'm not getting political. This is just my opinion, is that this is going to change a lot of things in everyday life. A year from now, we're in 2021, we're not going to forget that this happened. People are going to be more sensitive. I'm speaking to people in my industry right now, cleaning company owners, solo, or even if you're not solo and you're running teams, you know what? This is a sensitive topic. How well do we sanitize or disinfect and prevent cross-contamination? It's important. And I believe that things are going to shift for us in in our industry after this. So it's good to get on top of it. Therefore, these next two episodes, which are going to start April 2020, is going to be this one, Finding Opportunities, where I want to just kind of be real, but also optimistic about what we can be doing to find some advantages and what could we do to serve our communities and to get ahead of this, because there will be another side. We will get through it. We will have light at the end of this tunnel, and we will have a new normal or the new business as usual. So that's coming. So let's look for those hidden gems. I want to focus this episode on those hidden gems and what we could be doing right now to serve, but also to gain an advantage. And then the next episode, I'm going to talk about disinfecting tips. I don't go into a lot of cleaning detail, but I've written some articles recently and I wanted to share some some tips that I believe can help you and your family, whether you're a cleaning company owner thinking about starting one, or just found this podcast because you saw the title of Disinfecting or COVID-19 and you're listening in, I want this to be something that can help you protect your families. So that's what these next two episodes are about. So let's start off with a story. Not necessarily a funny papers, but it's a story. And I call this story, Find Your Advantages. My cousin Seth is in his early 30s. Married, got a couple of kids. His dad owned a landscaping company for the last several decades. He's been working with his dad, running and maintaining properties as far as the outsides. 
Ironically, I'm the inside of the place cleaner and his company, him and his father's company takes care of the outsides. But he also does some property management work as well. So they go in and fix some stuff here and there. But for the most part, they maintain properties. That's what his job is. Now, Seth has taken a very active role in a side hustle and he's now doing real estate investing. He's bought his first house, which is his own, which is awesome. Did that in his late 20s. And then he figured out how to get a second property, which he's rented out. And I had him work with me one night cleaning the veterinary hospital that that I do. And him and I were just chatting for about 45 minutes. And he went through the scenario as he's trying to buy a third property, a second rental. And here's what he shared with me. He said, it is really tough to play this game with these hardcore cash buyers. These guys have the same online tools that Seth does. They know when the auctions go. They know when the pre-foreclosures and the foreclosures. And listen, I don't know this, this business that well. But there is a time period before a house is about to be an investment property or up for sale that Seth and all these cash buyers, they have access to information. And what do these cash buyers do? They swoop in with their cash and they cut the deals and it is done. Now, Seth doesn't have that advantage. He doesn't have the kind of cash to do that. He has to leverage. He's got to figure out how to get cash. He has to get creative, like creative financing or owner deals. He doesn't have the cash to start doing these deals. So he struggled through this for the first few months. He's listening to the Bigger Pockets podcast on real estate investing. He's picking up tips. And then he finds what his advantage is. He realizes that these cash buyers, cash is their advantage. They can get the properties first because they have the money. So Seth takes a step back and he's just thinking, how can I gain an advantage over these guys with cash? And I want you to listen to this because when he told me, I was floored and it made me made my mind go crazy. And I'm writing down podcast ideas. And I love this. He said, I have to get to the people before it gets listed in any of these sites. These cash buyers, they have access to these sites. I have access to these sites. But they're always going to get them first because they've got the cash. Another thing is that these cash buyers, they're looking for deals in a region. Okay, they're whenever they see a, a town they might like or another town neighboring it, they're going to be checking everywhere. They've got the money, they're swooping in. So Seth says, well, what's the first advantage I have? Well, he lives in a town, Perkesee, Pennsylvania. It's a small town. People know each other. And his family business is already servicing many clients through that area. His father owns a couple properties in there. He lives there. He's local. He knows the people because he's serving the people. The people know him. He's known, liked, and trusted. This is his superpower, his advantage. He might not be able to compete with the cash investors in the Philadelphia region. He might not even be able to compete with the investors in Bucks County, but he can compete in his town of Perkesee, PA. There might be other investors, and I'm sure there is. His competition is lower, but those competition, they have cash, and they're going to have the same resources as him online, but what Seth has is a huge advantage in that he is, quote-unquote, walking the town 
eyeballing the properties every single day while he's mowing yards and doing work at different houses and offices. And he sees signs. He recognizes signs by observing when a potential property might go on the market. He sees, hmm, that's been unoccupied for the last three months, four months, five, six months. He might even be cutting the property of something that's been unoccupied, but it hasn't yet been listed. So he tells me, here's what I started doing, Ken. I started observing and finding properties that I liked that looked like they might go on the market and be open to those cash investors in three to six to nine months. I said, come again, Seth, are you telling me that your advantage is that you can get two property owners and offer them deals before they even think about listing them so the cash people don't even know about them yet? He says, yes. And we went back and forth on this. And I just realized how brilliant it was. Okay, he doesn't have the cash. He can't compete. When the bell sounds, so to speak, on a, on a great property, investors are coming in from all over the Philadelphia region and they're laying cash on the table. Boom, it's done. Seth has no chance. But if Seth can get to the property three, six months before the cash investors even know it's available, it's all his. How does he do this? Grunt work. It's crazy. It's hard, but it's worth it. He told me that he would just reach out to people, picking up the phone. Hey, my name's Seth. Uh, me and my father, we've been cutting properties across the street from you or next door to you or just in the area. We live here in Percocee. Just curious if you were even considering selling your property anytime soon. I do some investing on the side and I'd love to make you an offer if you ever consider it. And he gets some people that might say, no, I'm not looking to sell. Other people are like, yeah. Or some people might say, how'd you get my number? And Seth has a great way of finding people's numbers too. That's a good technology tool that he uses. But he just gets people on the phone and he just is very open. And I love his approach. And there's a few people that say, you know what? Thanks for calling. I'm going to keep you in mind. And that's all Seth is asking is, hey, when you do look to sell, would you please keep me in mind? And could I stay in touch with you? Meanwhile, I'm going to go back to cutting some grass and I hope to catch up with you soon. And that's all he's been doing. He's getting ahead of the curve. And that's his advantage. The first advantage is he super niches to one town versus canvassing an area. And number two, he gets there before everyone else. And so now cash is not the priority. He just has to be able to cut the deal with somebody. And that's how Seth found an advantage. And it's how he's going to be able to buy a bunch of properties in his town I can't wait to see what he does. I hope he teaches me some stuff because he's super smart. So Seth, if you're listening, I'm proud of you, buddy. You're doing some amazing things. And uh, go get some houses and, and I'll definitely help you clean them too. <laughs> okay, so that's uh, the Seth Bryan, What's Your Advantages story. Well, I hope you like that story about my cousin Seth. I thought it was brilliant and I know he's going to do so well with this. Well, let's spend the rest of this episode finding opportunities for your cleaning business during this COVID-19 pandemic. Again, you're listening to this on April 2nd and beyond. I've already recorded it a week prior. I don't think too much would have changed, except probably more of the country is forced to stay home. It really is a trying time. And instead of going the fear route, and oh my gosh, I'm losing customers. And yes, there are cleaning companies that are getting crushed right now. There are 
entire businesses that are being wiped out for a short time. So many cancellations, depending on what part of the country that they're in. Some are losing a quarter of their business in residential cleaning. Some half. I've seen some as much as 90% of the residential businesses are gone, and it's hurting families. I talk to these cleaning owners another membership I run, the Smart Cleaning Tribe, and people are hurting and they're looking for answers and how do you make it through this and wondering if they're going to survive. First of all, I advise you to take immediate precaution. If you are cleaning, wear an N95 mask and wear gloves and special shoes and, and make sure that you're disinfecting all of your gear before you go into a house or an office building. It's important Don't cross-contaminate. Now, can we do that 100%? No, we can't cut 100% out, but we can do our best to eliminate cross-contamination. And while we're in those buildings, we can sanitize and disinfect the surfaces that are the high-touch. And I'll cover this in the next episode on kind of some tips on how to do this. But let's make sure that our customers know that we are taking the full precaution. I started and issued an email on a web page that I have a new COVID-19 disinfecting protocol. And I've gone through CDC protocols and guidelines on how to disinfect. And I shared that with my clients and it it was received very well. They were appreciative. And yes, I lost some clients during this time, but I didn't lose them permanently. I just lost them temporarily during this time of uncertainty. And that's okay. I know I'll get them back because life will go back to normal Marketing will go back to normal. Growing the business and hitting those goals that I had and you have will go back to normal. But we do need to cope with this current time. So getting a disinfecting strategy in place and becoming a cleaning professional that does disinfecting properly is very important. Okay, great. That's the first piece. Now, what else can we be doing to prepare for this next season and also to take advantage of where we're at? Remember, getting ahead of the curve like my cousin Seth did, well, there is a huge opportunity that we can take advantage of. And I want to share that with you. All right, before I do, let me set the table for how this could work out to our benefit, how this opportunity could be a huge, huge advantage for us in the future. I mentioned that I was talking to other cleaning companies, and here's a trend I'm noticing. During this pandemic, residential cleaning is getting crushed. So people are losing 10, 20, 50, 90% of their business temporarily during this crisis. Commercial cleaning, cleaning of office buildings, schools, banks, churches, that kind of thing, especially now with the buildings empty in many counties and even whole states across our nation and possibly across the world. I don't know the stats worldwide, but there is tremendous opportunity there. In general, people running commercial cleaning They're down, but not down nearly as much, maybe 10, 20, 30%. And in many cases, the offices that are canceling, those clients are substituting the regular recurring weekly service or three times weekly service or daily service with deep cleaning and disinfection services as filler. So some companies are choosing to go that route. Others are business as usual. Others are canceling altogether. And another set of them are doubling their service because they want to do everything. They want the regular service and the add-on deep cleaning and disinfecting because they want to make sure their office environments are safe and protected for their workers, whether they're there still now 
or they're coming back from the empty building. And that was really cool to see that, okay, during a crisis like this, commercial doesn't get hit as hard as residential. But yet most house cleaners are 90 plus percent house cleaning and 10% or less office cleaning. I've never been that out of balance. I've had usually 20% commercial and 80% residential. And when I looked at my business, I'm 50-50. So I've currently got half of my revenue coming from offices and half of my revenue coming from houses. Why is that important for me? Well, my houses, I've taken a hit. Half of my houses have temporarily suspended service. So there's half of my house revenue that's gone. That amounts to about $800 a month. That's a big deal. My office revenue, on the other hand, is projected to be up $500 plus in the next 30 days. So therefore, my 50% revenue coming from offices is balancing out what I've lost in residential. If I was all house cleaning, my business would be tanking right now and I'd be stressed out. But I have enough offices that's floating my revenue. And so the takeaway that I have personally is during a crisis, I'm so thankful that I have 50% of my revenue coming from commercial accounts. So the first opportunity that I want to recommend that you take advantage of is to design your business so that six months from now, a year from now, you can have more commercial than you do now. If you're 95 residential, five commercial, try to get up to maybe 10% commercial, 25% commercial. Hey, nothing wrong with 50% commercial. You don't have to go 75%. Just get more than what you've got because commercial accounts are bigger. Instead of a house being worth three to 4,000 or more a year, an office could be worth eight to 12,000 a year. So they're great to have. And you know what? They never cancel unless it's a global crisis like this. In general, house cleaning is much harder to do. It requires more detail. The houses are easier to get and it's daytime work. It's more desirable compared to the commercial cleaning that is usually nights and weekends. It's harder to get and usually you do monthly billing. But the nice thing about commercial is that it's like clockwork. You never have reschedules. It's just as long as there's no crisis going on, it's week after week after week. Now, I don't want to dig into all the segments of commercial cleaning. That might be a different podcast. But let me just share. I recommend house cleaners go for small commercial. I like to think of them as professional services, accounting and law firms, maybe small financial wealth management firms or insurance agencies, maybe even medical stuff like dental or physical therapists. Usually their offices are under 5,000 square feet and under 30 employees. So these are great to go for. And a lot of the big janitorial companies don't want anything to do with these smaller ones. It's beneath them or it's just not worth it to go for them. And house cleaners can own these. And we don't need that many to make a big difference. So why not have this as part of your design for the next version 2.0, 3.0 of your solo cleaning business? Having said that, let me share this huge opportunity that we have right now. There are so many empty buildings right now in our country because people have been forced to go home, stay home, and leave their businesses. If they're not essential, meaning they're not out there doing life-saving work, they're staying home. Fortunately for us, cleaning is considered life essential. It really is. We are going and protecting people and buildings by disinfecting and killing off this virus. 
as long as you know how to do it properly, which I do, and I hope if you're following the CDC recommendations, you do as well. So why not make a list of all of the small businesses in the target area that you'd like to serve and the type of business that you'd like to serve? Why not contact all of those businesses right now? Most likely the owner is home, working from home, their emails are forwarded. Why not reach out to them directly? And here's an example. Toilet paper is hard to find. If a toilet paper truck came up to your house and said, hey, I got toilet paper, buy the dozen. Would you like to buy a dozen? You'd be like, yeah. You wouldn't be like, why'd you show up at my house? I can't believe your door-to-door toilet paper. You'd be like, oh, thank you. This is a time like that as well because if someone approaches you and you run a small business and it's empty and you're worried about your employees coming back to work and it's not clean or disinfected, they would be very happy to receive an email from you. So I have already done this. I have sent out emails and I've done a promotion to the people that I know through the networking groups and the Chamber of Commerce I'm a member. And essentially my promotion is free disinfecting services with the purchase of a deep cleaning package. What's the significance of that? Well, you've got to be able to clean the surface before you can disinfect. It's really important and it's one of the tips I'll share in the next episode. But companies need to hire deep cleaning before they can properly disinfect. And so this is a perfect time for that. There's so many empty buildings. Again, why not make a list of 100 empty buildings, 100 potential clients that you would like to do business with in the future and just offer them reduced price or a discount or free disinfection along with a deep cleaning package. And what if you make $300, $400, $500 per cleaning? It's a one-time cleaning and you did 10 offices. That's an extra $5,000 in revenue, and you do a great job. What's the likelihood of when this blows over, two, three, four, call you back up and say, hey, you did a great job. We'd like to hire you for a recurring once a week or once every other week contract. How excited would you be if that happened, right? Well, this is an opportunity, a huge opportunity. I'm already all over this. Why? Because you get those couple extra offices, and a year from now, your split will go from 2% commercial to 20% commercial. You can still go get those houses, but you're going to be more stable if something else happens in a year or two years from now. Trust me, it feels good from where I'm sitting to have 50% commercial and my revenue not being crushed right now. The second opportunity is there's realtors that are still trying to sell homes and they need people to clean houses. And many times you can get into empty houses, which is a great thing to do right now. And I recommend in general, go in to find one-time jobs to fill in the blanks, to try and fill in where you're losing revenue. And real estate could be a great opportunity for that as well. I've got a couple of those coming on board. And how do you reach out to realtors? You just connect with them. You let them know you have a cleaning company. And if they need any service in the future, be glad to help. Or you can go in and do a presentation in their office. That's a whole nother podcast as well. But that's an opportunity. And a third one I want to share, this is something that many of you might be frightened to do. Now, I'm doing a podcast, so I'm putting myself out there. I also do Facebook Live. I do video. We as professional house cleaning service owners, we are experts in cleaning and in disinfecting. And it might not seem like we are, but we are. And people out there in our communities, they're scared. How do we protect ourselves? Well, how do we go to the grocery store? What if we bring something home? Would we have to disinfect everything? How do we disinfect it? What about our hands, our face? How do we do this? What about our our house? How do we protect our families? Well, we can help them by educating them. Would you consider going on your 
Facebook business page and doing a Facebook Live and just giving tips, 10, 15 minutes on how to do various disinfecting, cleaning around the house, other tips. People will love that. They'd appreciate it. It's going to establish us as authorities, as leaders, servants to our community. And then I'm going to personally take the videos that I make and I'm going to forward them, share them inside of the mom's group and inside to the other groups where my target hangs out. So my ideal client is mom. So I'm going to share them where the moms are. And what if I did 10 episodes like a Netflix and people binge 10 episodes on, on how to protect your home and it's brought to you by Carfagno Cleaning or whatever your company name is. Here's the question. When this is all over and you've been helping your target ideal client for the last month, two months, who are they going to think of when they need a house cleaner? They're going to think of you. So what you're doing is it does you don't make any money from doing free videos, but three months from now, when they start hiring you for cleaning because you built trust during this time, you will be so happy you did. A fourth idea is, hey, you're home, you've got time, most likely, use this time to set up your business for the next level. Get your finances in order. Get your systems in order. Figure out how to do estimates better, proposals better. Study, read, learn, grow, spend time with your family. Take advantage of this time and become a better person, a better business. Don't waste this opportunity. So there's four ideas on how you can find opportunities in this current crisis. We have so many things to look forward to. This too shall pass. I encourage you to take advantage of some of these opportunities. Change and redesign the way your business looks. Stabilize it better with some commercial cleaning. Get out there and start working. People need us more than ever right now. Let's go disinfect a bunch of homes and offices and make people safe. God bless you guys and go clean up. Thank you for listening to Solo Cleaning School. Class is dismissed. <laughs>